You think being meek is weak, huh? Try being meek for a week. Ain't that right, Shaq? Won't find no bolder men than those of them that's going in for holiness. God goes with them. Never about going harder. Walk with me through these martyrs and fathers. Never the father for the father. Boy, don't get me started. Good evening, good evening, and welcome back to another episode of In to the Deep. I'm your host, Leander DJ Wilson, and I am excited to be with you tonight. Amen. We are in for a special episode. If you've seen the live earlier, you know we're in for an, for an episode like none other. Uh, we're, we're down to our last two episodes in the year 2023, and I can't wait to see what God does. Hey Amen. Tonight's a really special night. I have a special guest with us tonight. Come on. He, he's back for us. number two. Come on. Listen. I'm going to bring him on to the camera, all right? If you can go ahead and welcome Preach Excel with us tonight, come on. Hey, man, what's going on? Oh, man, you know the same old, same old. <laughs> so, Praise yeah. God and just living day by day, hoping things get better. All right. So... I told you we're just going to go right into the show without doing all the icebreakers because Priest Excel is with us for the second time, so he's done the icebreaker. So we just go go ahead right into the show. I know a lot of people seen this episode from the 90s, seen this show from the 90s, and if you've seen the show, you've probably seen the episode. But for the generation now, you've probably seen clips of the episode. But this episode is from Fresh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and it's about Will's father walking out, in, walking out his life. And that, that, that clip was very emotional for the viewers, and I believe also for the, in the show. So we're going to go ahead and look at that clip real quick.
Lou, if you walk out of Will's life now, don't you ever come back. Sit down. Take a time for the lecture. I said sit down, Lou. You know, Will was doing just fine until you showed up. But now that you're back, you have responsibilities to him. Look, we're still going to take the trip. Oh, bull! Bull! Will is not a coat that you hang in the closet and pick it up when you're ready to wear. His life goes on. He's not supposed to be here for you. You're supposed to be here for him. You get off my back. You think I want this? It just happened. Now, when Will was a baby, I was scared. I was a crap, all right? Got it. Because I've been there. But I didn't run out on my family. I was there every day for them. Because that's what a man does. Fine, Phil. You win. You the man. You a better man than me. You happy? Now, you going to tell Will or not? I'm not going to do your dirty work for you. Fine. Uh, I'll call him from the rope. Get him, why don't you do that? Yeah, I'll do it. Daddy O! What's up? Will! Damn it, I'm glad you're here. Um, some business came up, I gotta have So we're gonna have to put a, our trip on hold. You understand? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Just, just for a couple of weeks. Mm, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little longer. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Look, uh, I'll call you next week and we'll iron out the details. Okay? Yeah, yeah. It was great seeing you, son. You too. Lou. Yeah, um... I'm sorry, Will. You know what? Actually, this works out better for me. You know, the Slimmies of Summer come to class wearing next to nothing. You know what I'm well, it's all right to be angry. Hey, well, why should I be mad? I'm saying, at least he said goodbye this time. I just wish I hadn't wasted my money buying this stupid present. I'm sorry. I, you know, if there was something that I Hey, you know what? You ain't got to do nothing. Nothing. I feel like, you know, ain't like I'm still five years old, you know? Ain't like I'm gonna be sitting up every night asking my mom, when's daddy coming home, you know? Who needs him? Hey, he wasn't there to teach me how to shoot my first basket, but I learned, didn't I? Hey, I got pretty damn good at it too, didn't I? Got through my first date without him, right? I learned how to drive, I learned how to shave, I learned how to fight without him. I had 14 great birthdays without him. He never even sent me a damn card. I need him then and I don't need him now. Will. Now, you know what, Uncle Phil? I'm going to get through college without him. I'm going to get a great job without him. I'm going to marry me a beautiful honey. And I'm going to have me a whole bunch of kids. I'm going to be a better father than he ever was. And I sure as hell don't need him for that. Because ain't a damn thing he can ever teach me about how to love my kids. How come he don't want me, man?
little emotional there. But that that video showed a lot. It showed, and what I've seen, it showed like three versions of men also in that video. And it showed father issues from a son's point of view. It showed father issues from a father. And tonight's episode, if you watched last week, the, tonight's episode is called The Book Stops Here. And if you watched it, if you've seen the whole video, and especially in, you've seen where Will said, because of what happened here, he's not going to let the same thing happen to him or his kids. He, he said that in this moment, in this moment, even though he's in pain, even though he's hurting, he's still making the decision to have it stop with him. So, this is Into the Deep. So, yeah, you know, we have scriptures. All right, we have scriptures. All right. So we have a scripture reference. <laughs> so our scripture reference is Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, just two verses. Verse 1 and verse 2. It reads, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. So now this, this is a good scripture because it tells us that because, because of Jesus Christ, we are free. Because of Jesus Christ, we are saved, healed, and delivered. So why are we still living in a world full of men with father issues, full of men who are still passing the blame, who are still not holding up their responsibility to men who are walking away from what God has given them. So here's the thing. In Genesis chapter 3, if, you re if you're a Bible scholar, if you read your Bible before, you probably know what Genesis chapter 3 is. But for those who don't, let me, let me let you know. Genesis chapter 3 is where sin entered a perfect environment. It is where sin came in and disrupted God's order. Because everything, everybody, almost everyone knows that 
in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and he created this environment in seven days. Six days for seven, he rested. Right? And in this environment, he created everything we needed to live, everything we needed to survive, everything we needed to thrive. And then after he created that, what most people may not understand or know that he gave Adam certain things, right? So he created the environment for Adam before he created Adam, right? So he created Adam for, with a place. And then he gave Adam a purpose. So he gave Adam a place, which is the Garden of Eden, right? And then he gave him a purpose, which is to name all the animals. And then he gave him provision, which is he can eat of everything, every tree in the garden. And with that, and with that provision, he gave precautions. You can eat of every tree except the one in the middle of the garden, right? So, so he gave Adam a place, a purpose, provision, precautions, and then, then he seen that it wasn't good for him to be alone. So he gave him a person in the form of Eve. So here's the thing. This is what I want to set. I want to set the foundation here. Before Adam was given Eve, before Adam was given a person, before Adam was given a wife, he gave Adam a purpose, a place, a purpose, provision, and precaution before he got a person. So before Adam got someone to love before Adam got someone to help him, before Adam got a wife, he had a purpose. He had a place. He had things. He had for, for, for better lack of words, Adam was a valued man. Right? Adam had everything he needed to survive. But God intended for Adam to thrive. And so what he did was he created Adam while he, what he did was he created Eve. And what he did was he put Adam to sleep, took a rib, and fastened Eve. And what many people believe that because of this is that they're, they're together, right? That they're, 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 they're together now. And that means now the bulk of the responsibility is on Eve. But what God wants us to know tonight, that because of, yes, Adam had a place, Adam had a purpose, Adam had provision, and he had precautions. Now he has a person. Now he has to reiterate all those things to Eve. He, you see, Adam 
was Adam was supposed to do what God did to him to Eve. Adam was supposed to show Eve that this place that you're in is our place. This place that we're in is for us. We're, so, we're supposed to nurture. We're supposed to take care of this place. We're supposed to name every animal in this place. We're, we're, we can eat of every tree in this place. But you see that tree in the middle of the garden. We can't touch that tree. And when he really reiterates this to Eve, Eve is supposed to take hold of it. But in Genesis chapter 3, we see that they eat of this tree that they're not supposed to. But they don't just willy-nilly eat of it. Here's the thing I see in this scripture, and what God revealed to me was that the serpent came to eat, right? And God's order was that he created Adam and then Eve. But, but the enemy loves to do what God does, but in the reverse, right? So, so instead of going to Adam, he says, you know what? I'm going to disrupt this situation. I'm going to disrupt this relationship and do the reverse. I'm going to go to Eve. And he goes to Eve. And he, he's, talk, he's having this conversation with Eve. And, and he starts off the conversation by saying, Has God said you should not eat of any tree of the garden? See, here's the thing. <laughs> you see, he was very vague with this question. And then Eve backed out and said, Of the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God said, We should not eat of it, neither should we touch it, lest we die. We shouldn't eat of it, nor should we touch it, lest we die. And then the serpent went on and did, said this right here. You should not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened. You see, he didn't say, he said, yes, if you eat of this tree, you shouldn't surely die. Your eyes will be open. And Eve goes, and, this is the Eve right now, verse 6 of Genesis chapter 3. And when the woman saw the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eye, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise. 
She took the fruit thereof and did eat. And she gave also unto her husband with her and did eat. And the eyes of them both were open. And they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. I want to read that part, verse 7 again. And the eyes of them both were open and they knew they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. So, the, 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 the end of verse 7, I mean, end of verse 6, she gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Here, here, here it is. Eve gave fruit to her husband, so he ate of it. So, so all the time, Eve was talking to the serpent about the tree. All the time, Eve seen that the tree was desirable and to make one wise. And when she started to walk towards the tree to take off the tree, Adam was right there with her. So, so, so Adam was right there with her as she was talking with the serpent, as she was discussed, discussing with the serpent. All while the serpent was telling her about the tree, Adam was there, right? Uh -huh. Deceiving her. So here, here we are. Adam was with God before he was with Eve, right? right. He was in the presence of God. He, he talked with God. He slept in the presence of God. He had that relationship with God. Right? So he, he knew what God told him to do and what not to do. Right. And he, when, when God created Eve for him, he took responsibility for Eve. But here we see that as Eve is talking to the serpent, Adam is just standing there watching. Adam leaves Eve for exposure of deception. Right. Because he could have stopped it. But he didn't. He allowed it to transpire. He, <laughs> he could have stopped all this. But he said, you know what? She's her own woman. Mm -hmm. She's her own person. She knows the rules. She knows what we should and shouldn't do. And he let it go on. He let the talking between the two go on. And to make it worse, he let her walk to the tree. He let her touch the tree. I think, you know, I think to be honest, I think Adam was more curious. <laughs> is your mic on? Huh? Is it mic on? Is it, is it green? Uh, At the bottom? Is it green? Yeah, hold it until it turns green. OK. 
right. So, right. go ahead. Yeah, yeah, we back. <laughs> okay, I think Adam was more curious as well. If he stood back and watched Eve make her way to that tree and he stood back idle and not done nothing, I think he wanted to see just as much as Eve wanted to see. But you know mm-hmm. what? I know God told me it right. was going to happen. Let me see if this woman, the woman that God gave me, is going to be disintegrated. <laughs> if she eat this fruit or if she touch this fruit, let's see if she die, at least God going to make me another one. Right. That's what I'm thinking. That's what Adam said. Well, God, you know what? She touched it. I didn't touch it. So you know what? I need another one. <laughs> and stuff like that. And when Adam seen that nothing happened, I think he, was, he became more curious <laughs> to see what's next. Uh, and once she bit into the fruit, nothing happened. He knew, okay, all right. At this point, then I guess... I guess it ain't as bad as God made it out to be mm-hmm. up until the point when he, nothing happened up until the point Adam ate the fruit. And the moment Adam ate the fruit, that's Come when on. everything changed. Come on. That's when his eyes became open. So it wasn't with sin that was bad. It was more of what Adam, since Adam had, like you said earlier, Adam had that relationship. Adam had that bond mm-hmm. with God. Adam was the first man, so him and God had that relationship day in and day out, so he knew the ins and the outs, right. but at the same time, and and when God gave Eve, it was, it became more of a helpmate, and God also said, the day you find a wife, you find a good thing, and um, so I look at it as when Eve took it on initiative to go grab the fruit, knowing that it was forbidden, and when nothing happened, Adam was more intrigued that, okay, let's see what's next. And it says, she gave also to her husband with with her, and he did eat. Mm -hmm. And I love verse 7, because it says, and the eyes of them both were open. Open. It it didn't, this is the thing. So, so she took the fruit thereof and did eat. It didn't say her eyes were open. No. No, it, nothing happened. Uh, nothing it said happened he did when, eat. You see, Adam, man, is at the head of the table. Come so on. nothing should move up until the point when the man make that decision. When a man make the decision at, as, at the head of the table, that's when things start becoming a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. It's consequences with every action. Come on. And that one right there, it, <laughs> I guarantee yeah. you like, okay, God, I see you now. Because what he did immediately, he hid. He mm. hid in shame. He hid because the first thing he said, okay, now we naked. Naked. They were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Come on. Listen. Many people just bypass that part because, okay, they were naked and they, they clothed themselves, yeah. right? But but here's the thing. What did they clothe themselves with? Big. With fig leaves. Right. Instead of protecting the forest, you became a destroyer of the forest. Come on. Because, like I told you at the beginning, their purpose was to take care of the garden, to nurture the garden. But instead of nurturing, they destroyed it. They, 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 they ripped it, they sold it together to cover themselves. Oftentimes, when, when, when we get exposed and we, we, we take things into our own hands, when, when we get exposed and we run away from God, we destroy our very purpose. We destroy the very thing that God created for us. Right. The moment we take 
our future, the moment we take our belief out of God's hands, we make a mess out of it. Mm. Just as well what Adam did. We make a mess out of it. And in order to regain what we lost, mm -hmm. we have to go back to the beginning. We have to go back to the basics. Come on. And that's in and what's that? And that's believing in God. But a lot of us don't know that stuff. A lot of us lose that reality. And the moment when we lose that reality, it's a mess from that point on because mm. now we're trying to fix hmm. what we destroyed. Come on. What we broke it. When at the point when all we had to do is just leave it in God's hands and God take it from there. But the moment when we turn around and say, Nah, God, I got it from here, God, he's still there. You know, okay, let's see how let's see how far you go. Mm. Let's see where you can take yourself from here. Just as well as Adam stood idle and allowed Eve, knowing that it was wrong, mm. knowing I should stop her, knowing I should give her guidance as well as my father gave me guidance, I allowed her to sit back and bite into that fruit. Come on. I, like I said, I think it was more curiosity because the moment when Eve touched it, you're like, you know what, I'm going to stand back. Well, that's just like my wife or anybody's wife. How many times you can tell your wife to do something and she don't do it? Or you look at her like, okay, now you know you ain't supposed to do that. Or just to, for that moment, to kill an argument, to stop an argument. For mm -hmm. they were, oh, man, oh, you, you trying to control me. You trying to do this. You trying to do that. Well, you know what? All right, go ahead and do it and let me see where you get it from. Or let me see how far you go from there mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Just out of, like, learning experience. If you think that you could do it better than the way I'm telling you to do it, then go ahead. And then you end up both of y'all making a big mess out of it. When all you had to do was just in the beginning, like, stop. I know better. Or mm -hmm. stop. Let me show you. Or let's do this together. But go follow my lead. And the moment whenever you don't, then you make a whole mess out of it. This is the beginning. All right. Listen. So, so, when Adam just went ahead and let Eve touch the tree, eat of the tree, and he ate of it as well. The, the thing I, I learned as I read scriptures and the thing that God reveals to me is that the thing about the enemy, he loves the opposite of God. Oh, yes. God loves, God hates sin. The enemy loves sin. God wants us close to him. The enemy wants us as far as possible. Right? So, so God created Eve last for Adam. And the enemy took her first. He took her first. Why? Because he knew that would be the closest way to get to Adam. Mm, come on. The devil knew that he couldn't tempt Adam because, right. of, the, because of the relationship that him that Adam and God have. Adam would have Adam would have uh, shut it out. Mm. Or Adam probably would have exposed it. But due to the fact that, you know what? All right, I know how I can get to him. And that's what happened suddenly. That right there would destroy a lot of good men. Mm. A female. A female cause a lot of heartache. A female can cause two brothers to kill each other. Mm -hmm. A female can cause, can, can, have a ripple effect that destroy lives because of the way how you feel about a female or your female turn around and 
put you into some mess that you have nothing to do with. Not talking down on females because the female, the way I look at it, female is the greatest gift Come to on. a man. Say that. But not all females created equal, neither. Mm. We have yeah. some good ones. We got some bad ones. We got some in between. But when we run across the wrong female, mm-hmm. that female can have you losing yourself, losing your morals, right. have you selling your soul. That's the type of females that you need to stay clear of. That's the type of females that you need to rebuke every time you see them. Just as well as I guarantee. And what happened when Adam, uh, when God, um, Adam, where you at? Hmm. Where you at? Where you at, Adam? Uh, we naked. How you know you naked? That woman, what, did, what Adam did, what he did, he turned around, he quick to blame me. That woman you gave me. <laughs> yeah. That woman you gave me. But I don't think that I, I don't I don't think that de- that he deserved that much. Why? Because Adam knew better. Because right. God warned him. God warned him. And what did he do? He ignored it. Like I said, I think it was more curiosity. When Eve touched that fruit, and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. I bet I'm like, well, I guess it ain't that bad. Curiosity <laughs> kills the cat. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah. So. So they So the enemy started with Adam's person. Mm-hmm. And then from there, that's it. Adam started destroying his relationship with God even more because he he, he took away the person. He couldn't accept responsibility. Right. And because he couldn't accept responsibility. I, I believe Adam ate of the tree because he couldn't accept responsibility over Eve. That yes, yes, she's her own person, but God put me in her life to help her be even better. And I believe that when Adam seen that, oh, yeah, okay. If God said that tree was going to kill me. He was gonna, I'm going to die the moment I touch it, the moment right. I ate it, and he seen nothing happen. It is all of God's word true? Is everything that he said to he me true? He started questioning. He started questioning God. And the moment he started questioning God, that would persuaded him to go and eat it. Because there ain't nothing happening to eat. Eve was fine. Like, it's nothing until Adam ate it. The moment Adam ate it, that's when the reality hit. Like, whoa. Okay, I guess it was. I mean, did I die? I didn't die mentally, but spiritually. Mm -hmm. Because what you just did, you just lost your relationship with God, and then what's next? You got kicked out of the garden of Eden. Because of what? You didn't listen. Because of your sins. Then, now you need to ask yourself, where the buck stops here? Mm -hmm. He didn't take responsibility. He pawned it off on Eve. By not taking responsibility. And then... So, so, who we said, he said that at one, God asked where he was, and Adam, this is the thing about scripture. I, I, look, I look at scripture and pictures and stuff like that, right? And this is what I seen. I, I seen God calling for Adam, right? He, he's calling for Adam. See, see. And I told you, him and Adam had this relationship. Like, hey, if God calls Adam's right there, like, here I am. If, if, 
Adam calls God. God's right there. They had that relationship, right? And God calls for Adam. And he didn't answer. He didn't answer. Like, Here's the thing. God asked him, where are you? Now, now, this isn't like natural, where are you? You, you see, 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 God, know, God knew God where knew. he was. God knew what it was. God, God knew, knew what, what he did. He ate the fruit. God knew what was up. He wanted to see how far Adam was going to take the charade. Right? So, so, Adam... All the relationship with God, right there, because because when when you're in the presence of God, you you you're entwined with God. You 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 know His voice. You hear His voice. You react to His voice. So right there, God, Adam is out. So so if when you're out of relationship with God, fear comes upon you, mm-hmm. right? When you, when you're when you're out of the presence of God, that's when fear comes in. Because when you're with God, you have faith on your side. But but when you're away from God, that's where fear comes in. Because God is not a fear. And you're fearful about what's gonna happen. What's gonna happen next? Even though you 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 question his words, right? Even though you question his words, right? You're still fearful of what's gonna happen. And then he he calls him again, Adam, where are you? And that's why he comes and he speaks up. Here I am, God. We was hiding because we was naked. We was hiding because we was naked. And God asks another question. Who told you was naked? <laughs> like, like you've been naked this whole time. Who told you you was naked? Right, and he goes on to tell a story. Well, you, you know, he he didn't tell the he didn't tell his side. No, he did he 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 just shifted the whole thing. He didn't say, "Well, God, you know, you know that tree that you told me not to <laughs> eat from." Yeah, I ate from it, and, and so did Eve. You know? We we no, he he didn't even answer the he didn't even answer the question. He says, "You know what." The, the woman that you created for me, the woman that you put in my life, she ate of the tree. And, and when I went back and read, I'm like, wait, that, that didn't answer the question. Who told you you were naked? He went around it. Like, wait, hold up. Man, he was scared. So, he so he. Trouble. <laughs> it's just like it is. Your parents catch you in a cookie jar. Who, who told you to get that cookie? <laughs> Yeah. You know what? I mean, I seen my little brother eating this, this and that. I mean, but no, who told you? Come on. I just said it. He was eating it. So when I seen it, I took the initiative and I went with it. I went with my mood. Nah, it don't work like that. And from there, it kept going. You see, see the, 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 the shifting of the blame, the passing of the blame, the passing of the buck started with Adam. And, and then it, it went to Eve. And then from Eve, she said it was the serpent who told her to eat of it. She blamed the snake. And then from there, God gives them their consequences, their punishments for doing what they did. Right? 
and then they're kicked out of the garden. You see, the garden wasn't their punishment. Many people think the garden was their punishment. They got kicked out. They, they got kicked out of the garden because they ate of the fruit. They got kicked out of the garden because of they disobeyed God. But they didn't get kicked out of the garden for disobeying God. They got kicked out of the garden because they was because of of their sin. They sin kicked them out of the garden. First sin that was committed. And, and because they was kicked out of the garden, they still had this mindset of passing the blame. Right? So so here they are out of the garden. They're working the land. They're living in the wilderness. They're living in their sin. And if you go read chapter 4, you read that Adam knew Eve. That means they conceived a baby. And they named this baby Cain. Right? And then again, they had another baby named Abel. And then as they started work, starting getting older, they started working. Cain worked the land. Abel worked. Adam. Abel took care of the sheep. Right? So life is still going on. But life in sin is still going on. So that means because of what Adam did in the garden, his sin reaction was still in effect. So, so what Adam did, he passed to his sons. And we see this because of Cain was upset with Abel because Cain, because God wasn't God wasn't satisfied with his offering. So, because of God wasn't pleased with Cain's offering, here's the connection. Cain blamed Abel for being born. Because he said, if Cain, Abel wasn't born, God would be pleased with my offering. Because there was you know, no one else to be pleased with. Right? <laughs> no one else to compare. So, 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 he blamed Abel. And he murdered Abel. The second sin in the Bible. And Cain was cast out. See, nowadays we call this a generational curse. Right? Passing the blame is a generational curse. Passing the sin is a generational curse. And tonight, we're, 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 we're decreeing and declaring that the blame stops with us. The buck stops here. As men, we're taking the responsibility. We're taking the accountability. And we're exposing it all. We're not exposing it to the world. We're exposing it to God. You see, Adam said, you know what, I'm not exposing myself to God. I'm not exposing what I did to God. I'm, put, I'm pushing it to eat. Cain said, I'm not exposing myself to God. I'm not exposing 
how I truly feel about the situation of God. I'm pushing it to Abel and I'm killing him. But tonight, what we're saying today, because of Jesus Christ, we are now saying we're taking on the exposure and we're saying, God, here is the exposure in my family line. Pornography, alcohol, all this lies in my family and it stops in me. It's not going any further. It's not going to my children, children's children. It's stopping tonight. Just like Will said, Walking out of his children's lives stop with him. He's not going to be the one to walk out of his children's lives. And tonight we're saying, stand, in culture there's a phrase saying, stand on business, right? So, so tonight we're saying, stand on business. Stand on responsibility. Stand on accountability. Stand on commitment. And expose everything to God. Because, because when you try to do it on your own. Make a mess out of it. When you try to do it by yourself. It, it may work for a moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, until you can't fix it no more. Until it becomes uh, such a mess that you're like, wait up God. I need your help. Mm-hmm. You make a whole mess out of it. Come on. So the buck stops here tonight. Stop allowing your past to dictate your future. Mm, That's it. That's it. Right there. Once we turn around and start taking accountability Mm -hmm. for our mess ups and allow God to remove all those blemishes, all those hidden uniquities so that way it don't pass down to our kids and to our four kids. That's when we know that we've grown up and that's when you know you become successful. Because even as a man, mm-hmm. we know we make mistakes, whether you admit it or whether you don't. We all make mistakes. If a man sit there and say they don't mistakes, he'll lie. Once we start taking accountability for our actions and live right and to right the wrong, mm-hmm. that's the thing, to right the wrong that we done. It's never over. The devil is going to keep on. It's going to be like a chain effect. It's going to keep on. It's going to keep on. It's going to keep on accelerating. Before you know your kids, you're going to find your kids doing the things that you're doing. You're going to find your kids struggling with your struggles. That's when those generational curses continue on. I know me. I don't want my son to go through nothing that I deal with as a young man. I don't want my son to sit there and struggle with the demons that I was faced with. I'm going to call it my Goliath. Mm-hmm. I don't want my son to be faced with that. Because I, just because I survive, it doesn't mean that my son will. It doesn't mean he will. So with that being said, the book's got to stop here with me. I take a stand. I sit back and I admit that, okay, God, what do I need to do to remove these blemishes? What do I need to do to overcome these obstacles? What can I do to defeat my Goliath? So that way the book stops here with me. And the more that I sit there and the more uh, I think about it, the more that I sit there and I reminisce on my past, reminisce on my up, up, upbringing, reminiscing of 
the things that I done wrong, the things that I wasn't successful at. I go back to sit there and say, God wasn't there. I didn't incorporate God in none of my mistakes. I didn't incorporate God in none of my mishaps. I didn't. I did not incorporate God of none of my mischiefs. I didn't incorporate God at none of my sadness. Mm. And the moment that I did, I found myself accelerating. I found myself overcoming the obstacles that I felt. I started overcoming the obstacles that I didn't think that I would be able to achieve. Why? Because I sit there and I have to realize that the book stops here. Every time whenever I sin, every time when I feel as if like that, this pain is unbearable. Where do I go from here? It don't just go away. Because right. the devil don't do it. The devil don't work like that. The only time when the devil bothers you, when the devil know that it's a purpose for your life. Come you on. never have to worry about the devil hammering on your head if you're doing what the devil wants you to do. Hmm. The moment whenever you skirt left, when God start calling you there, that's when all the pain start again. That's when you figure yourself, oh, the moment when you say, you know what, I can stop drinking today. You know what the devil say? No, we can't. I can stop smoking today. But well, hold up. We just brought us a whole box. We just brought us a whole pack. You know what? I'm going to stop popping pills today. But wait a minute. What you going to do with that pain when that pain start here? I'm going to put it in God's hand. We'll see how long that lasts. Hmm. But the moment when we sit there and say the buck stops here, we can overcome anything, any drug addiction, any sex addiction, any cursing, any anything that you feel that weakens you, that brings you down to your knees. All we have to do is give it to God. Hmm. That's it. Because the way how life works, the moment whenever you feel as if like you can't do it, that's what God say that you can't. The moment you sit there and tell me you can't do it, that's the day I'm going to tell you, you know what? I'm going to show you what God can do. Mm. <laughs> so don't tell me. Don't. I look at that as a test. Mm. If you sit there and say, well, Ducky, you can't get there. Well, I'm going to show you what God said I can. Well, you can't do this. You can't make that money like that. You ain't educated like that. Oh, you're absolutely right, but guess what? If I believe it, then I can achieve it. If I sit there speaking into existence and ask God for the help and encouragement, I can do it. As long as I put it in God's hands, as long as I sit there and say, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, I can achieve it. Don't tell me what I can't do. Don't sit there and tell me that I'm not worth it. Don't sit there and tell me that God don't love me enough. To allow me to succeed. What? Only rich folks can succeed? Yeah, I know I'm from the ghetto. I know that I was born with nothing. I know I was born in property. So you telling me that I can't lift myself out of the ashes and become better than what I am? Give my children a better life? Only the devil say that. Only the devil sit there and tell you you're not worth it. Mm. Only the devil sit there and say that you cannot pass it. You cannot pass go. No, the bucks don't stop here. You know what we're going to do? Since you run in your mouth, we're going to go ahead and bring it on to you. Kids, his kids, his kids, his kids. The devil is alive. <laughs> the devil is alive. So with that being said, it stops here. And guess what? It starts with me. It starts with you. If you don't believe it, then of course it's not going to stop. 
If you don't believe that you can't stop smoking, of course you can't stop. If you don't believe that you can't stop drinking, of course you can't. Of course you can't. But don't blame the next person. Don't blame the person who ride next to you. Oh, every time I pick you up, you smoking. That give me the urge to smoke. Every time I see you, you got a beer in your hand. So you know what? That makes me have, have an urge to drink. Oh, every time when I see you, you uh, you popping pills. That make me want to get on that level. Nah. Then guess what then? You hanging around the wrong people then. If everybody that you hang with, if everybody got a problem, and you feel as if like they problems become, then guess who become the problem? You become the problem. Because guess what? You passing the torch. You no different than Eve. No, you doing different than Adam. Blaming Eve for your problems. Mm. That means the bucks is not starting. You want to blame everybody else but yourself. When at the end of the day, you the only one that can sit there and say, you know what, God? It's me, God. I am the problem. I want to change. Why you want to change? You want to change for your mom? Nah. You want to change for your kid? Nah. I want to change for myself. Because guess what? At the end of the day, when you die, when you die and go in front of God, your children won't be with you. Your mama won't be with you. Your daddy won't be with you. No, you're preacher. Hmm. Nobody going to be with you. It's only you. And when God asks you, what have you been doing? Well, God, I tried to do right, but my kids wouldn't let me. <laughs> you know what, God? I tried to stop smoking, but every time, whenever I gave this person a ride, he had a cigarette in his ear. Well, God, I tried to stop drinking. But, you know, every time when I see that beer commercial on TV, it gave me the urge. Mm. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I know you not. That's a powerful word. Mm. Just think about that. Hearing those words, just think about that. When God sit there and tell you, you passed the book every time you had an opportunity to hold on, to stand strong. Every time when my hand was right there to tell you I got your back, but you telling me that I ain't good enough. Or when you turn around and say, you know what, God, I don't see you. Where you at? <laughs> because little faith. God said, with a little faith of mustard seeds, you move mountains. Listen. Mountains. <laughs> it's impossible to please God without faith. Without faith, you can't do nothing. Without faith, no, you cannot pass. Uh, you cannot stand firm. Because guess what? If you ain't got faith, you don't believe in yourself. Not only don't you believe in God, because God don't eat. Because it's impossible to please God without faith. The books don't stop there. No, you're going to keep on passing on. You're going to keep on blaming your uncle, your mama, your daddy, your cousin, your other cousin, your fourth cousin. You ain't even going to start blaming your kids. Man, them bad kids, bro, every time when they start acting up, man, if it wasn't for y'all, I'll been stop drinking. If it wasn't for y'all, I'd have been stopped smoking. If it wasn't for y'all, I'd have enough money to pay my bills. That sound like you passing the buck. Ooh. You passing the buck and the torch. <laughs> you burning on your own house. Passing by blaming the torch. everybody else but mm. yourself. Come on. Man, come on. Come on, man. Now you sound foolish. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, you would not remove those strongholds. Without faith, you would not remove those mountains. 
Without faith, you would not remove that Goliath that's sitting right in front of you, staring at you. Every time either you drink, smoke, pop pills, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, anything that goes against God's will, you will not be able to remove it. So listen, I heard you tell this. I heard you tell, I heard you say this excuse that people say. And then I, God gave me this, that many, many, that's another excuse. The excuse is that my mama used to do it. Her mama used to do it. So I, her mama, mama used to do it. So I must be, I must be, I'm going to do it too. You know, you're cursing yourself when you say that. <laughs> See, the power relies in the tongue. Either you speak life or you speak death. Period. That, that that's two forms of that. You, you believe because if they did it, you gonna do it. And the other one is that since they did it, you need to do it, right? But here's the thing: that was this man, right? This man, about thirty, about thirty-three years old. He did nothing wrong on the face of earth, right? But yet he still died for the sins of the world. You see, Jesus is the very first person to say, you know what? The book stops with me. Book stops with me. Sin stops with me. I'm going to show you how it's done. Come on. I'm going to be the, your example. If you need someone to stand up for you, if you need someone to stand with you, if you need someone to stand with you to pass the book, to break generational curses, to be chain breakers, to stop right here, to stand on business, I'm right here. Come on, because listen, you you probably saying, you know what, it, it's going to be hard. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a lot out of me. Hey, but even Jesus said it was gonna be, it's going to be hard. It ain't going to be peach and cream. Who see, said that? I, I believe it's because most people make the, the resurrection nice and pretty, huh. right? They, they make it nice and pretty because because the, they say, okay, he, 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 was, he hung on the cross, hung his head, and he died, and then he rose again, right? That, that that's the story. It's nice. It's, it's nicely wrapped up in a bow, right? But but the thing about it is, Jesus went to prison. He was convicted of a crime that he didn't commit. Even the even the jailer knew he Come didn't on. do it. He knew that this is an innocent man. And then when he was convicted, they moved him to they a room. Him. Oh my god! They whipped him. Him. Come on. Tow flesh from his body, and guess what? He never said a mumbling word. word. Come on. They whipped him. They sped on him. Man, they got people flash out, just get lied on. And Come some on. in a lie, some of it may be true. So just get imagine going to jail for nothing. Just imagine getting whooped. To your for porch. nothing, not only for nothing, to save everybody. Come on, could you put yourself in that position? <laughs> could you honestly say, you know what, God, I, 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 I'm next. I'm next. Oh, you gonna nail me on a cross for how long? <laughs> for how long? So you telling me you gonna drive them rusty nails through my hands, See, through my feet? Huh? It's not like these nails that we see. No, man, these Ooh. some stupid big old nails, man. Come on, man, these are like, railroad nails. Facts. Actually, that bigger. Yeah, boy, 
Just imagine these are big old nails through your yeah. hands, carved through your hands. Oh my God. Impaled through your hands, impaled through your feet. For the likes of you, for the likes, for even for the atheists, for the ones that say they say there is no God. God, Jesus died on the cross for you. You should be a sit that they should be ashamed of themselves to sit there and say there is no God. Hmm. That, that, that's, that's, that's mindful. That, that, that's, that's, that's baffling to sit there and think for a minute. A person, not a person, our God, our Savior, died on the cross for your sins and for you to sit there and say, you know what? There is no God. That's why God sit there and say it in the Bible. Only a fool. Hmm? Come only on. a fool would say there is no God. Only a fool. Only a fool. But the moment whenever you run, let your uh, let your lights get cut off. Mm. I guarantee you're gonna start praying to somebody. Let you in, let your car break down in the middle of traffic. Come on. Let you run out of gas going 80 with like about a hundred cars behind you, and you the only one in the car. Who's gonna help you push that car? I guarantee. You. Please, you're gonna be begging something. Mm. You're gonna be crying out to somebody. Or let, or let you end up getting shot. Or let the pain in your stomach just start tightening up all of a sudden. Or your heart <laughs> just start beating slower. And you feel every beat. Come on, You'll cry out to something. Because when Jesus was on that cross, right? He didn't just hang on the cross. No. He, listen. Come on. He's hanging on this cross. He said the word. God forgive them. But they know not what they do. Who say that? I couldn't do that. Oh no! After being beat. everybody about to die. Everybody who laughing at me. That's a wrap. Uh uh. No. Hey, hey, thank God. Uh, I need that one right there to get it struck down. <laughs> Send your lightning. Nah, let me let me get that. I need mm. that out. But this he didn't. God forgive them. But they know not what they do. If that right there don't explain that he sat there and said, you know what? I got the whole world in my hands. Hmm. You know what? I'm going to carry you on my back. But why could y'all need a savior? You need it. You need yeah. a savior. You need a savior and an example. When I need a one of them, every time anybody dies, go straight to hell. He pulled back the curtain. He took the keys from death hmm. to give you a choice. To give the atheist a choice. To give the atheist a choice to say, you know what, I don't believe in God today. To give the sinners, you know what, God, I'm going to pray tonight. But you know what, right now I'm going to do my thing. To give the sinners a choice to go to the club on Sunday night. Just to say, you know what, God, when I wake up, I'm going to go to church and I'm going to ask for forgiveness. And do it all over again. Mm. To give you a choice. To sit there, sin against your brother, sin against your mama, sin against your kids. And to ask for forgiveness. And guess what? It's forgiven. Mm. As if it never was done. Come on. As if it was never was done. Who does that? You can't tell me you don't you 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 don't serve a, a, a merciful God. You can't tell me that the God that you supposed to serve isn't God. Buddha don't do it. Come on. You can't tell me Buddha can do it. You can't tell me Allah can do it. 
any other uh, false god, the sun god, pharaoh god, whatever. They don't do stuff like that. They practice eye for eye. Ain't a lie, eye for eye. So, so what, hey, God say, guess what? We turn the other cheek. We move forward. We walk with love. Buddha don't do that. Allah don't do that. See, the thing I love about God, see, see, most people don't understand this because God is a just God. Yes, he is. He is a just God. But he's also a merciful God. Yeah, he's also a merciful See, God. See, I'm so glad that he's a merciful God. Because in him being a just God, none of us deserve to be here. No, never. Every time we sin. Hmm. Just remember how the priest was back in the uh back in the days when they used to go in the temple. Mm-hmm. To, Come uh, on. And they had sin on them. This before Jesus came. What happened? Listen. How many priests went Listen. into that temple and was not dead because they had sin on their heart? After a while, they started having, they, so many priests started dying, they started having, having a, oh yeah, they bro, tie ropes to them. Tie ropes to <laughs> They was getting knocked off so much because every time, whenever they went in there, they had sin on them. Mm. So they had to start, man, look, say, who's next? <laughs> they put a rope on them because I ain't going in there. Yeah. Put a rope on them. Because y'all probably, you're going to die. Why? Because you had sin on your heart. But guess what? God changed all. Oh. Change all that. One son. One. Wow. One sacrifice. One savior. One savior. Change all that. He gave you a choice to sit there and say, you know what? I don't feel like praying today. Mm. You know what, God? I'll pray tomorrow. You know what, God? Yeah, I know I sinned it just now, but you know what? I'm asking forgiveness later. <laughs> And if he find it in your heart that you were sincere, he will forgive you. Mercy. Mercy. Buddha don't do that. <laughs> I, I remember that, cuz. Wow. The buck stops here. The buck stops, stops here. here. So what do you do? So what do you do? Or how do you do it when you sit there to try to eliminate generational curses. Change, ask God to remove all your blemishes, or just go day to day and say, you know what, I figured it out, he's gonna have to figure it out. Or I figure out, she's gonna have to figure out, or like you said, my grandpappy did it. Mm-hmm. So I'ma do it, my kid's gonna do it. All you're doing is feeding in to the generational curses. The lesson today is the book stops here. Ask yourself, how, 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 God, how can I get over this hump? How can I get over day-to-day struggle that I struggled with that I don't want my children mm-hmm. to struggle with? How? And you know what God say? Just ask. Come on. Ask and believe. Matter you matter. shall receive. Hold on. That's in Bible. Hold up. Hold you up. ask. Hold up. And you come with your faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It removes those strongholds. It removes those generation curses. I got you. This is John chapter 14. Come on. Verse 13. You can ask for anything. Anything. And people stop right there. You can ask for anything. Right? 
But but we gotta keep we gotta keep reading. You can ask for anything in my name. In my name, and it shall what? And I will do it. It shall be done. So that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. He said it twice. Twice. Verse 15. If you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. Oh, mercy. Come on, listen. He so says, all you have to do is obey. All you have to do is ask. Ask and it shall be given. Now, you can't just go play with God. You know, God, look, this is what it is. You know, you know my heart. You know, like a lot of people that I know, bro, they tell me, well, you know what? Bro, God know my heart. Yeah, y'all. Yeah, he do know your heart. <laughs> do you really want to change? Oh, uh, he know my heart. Uh, that don't sound like you sincere on what you asking God for. If you don't sit there and asking God to change you, God, I can't do this alone. Come on. Every time I do it, God, I make a mess out of it. I need your help. Remove these strongholds. Remove my Goliath. Remove, break them chains. And be sincere. And with your faith, it shall be done. No, it's not going to be easy. Because we all struggle. We all fall short from the glory of God. All do, but what we do when we do fall? How do you break those strongholds? How do you sit there and say, you know what, the buck stops here? <laughs> I want my kids to do better. I want my kids to have better. I want my kids to be able to not go through the turmoil that I went through, that I seen my dad go through, or I seen my grandpappy do went through. Because there's a lot of things that I see my daddy go through it that I did. To this day, and my dad is a minister, mm -hmm. I see it. And since I see it, and if I don't get a, a hold to it, if I don't fix it, guess what? My son. Mm. It's going to trickle down to my son. And that's not what I want. But just because I don't want it don't mean it won't happen if I don't fight for it. If I don't strive for it, that doesn't mean that it won't happen. Because asking and receiving and doing is two different things. I can ask all I want, but if I don't strive for it, if I don't put in the work, if I don't go and turn around and, and put in the determination to make it happen, it won't. Faith without works is what? Dead. It's dead. Faith without works is dead. I can ask all I want, but if I don't put forth the effort, it ain't not gonna happen. When my son get older, he gonna go, he gonna, it's gonna trickle down to him. When my son get older or my daughters get older, they're gonna be faced with my same problems. Why? Because what it's called? Generational curse. Amen, amen. This, this, I told you that stuff was gonna be good tonight. Listen, the bug stops with you, okay? And you can't do it by yourself, first of all. You can't. Um, listen, so, so, listen, John, John 14 wasn't a part of this discussion at all, but, but God brought it in, and just, just, all you have to do is ask and obey. Ask 
and obey, and he would do it. He would do it. So I just want to thank everyone for watching oh. this show. I hope it was impactful and you got something from it. If if one thing, the book stops here, right? <laughs> I want to thank everyone for watching. And this is not our last episode. We got one more episode on next week. Hope you are available and come out. Amen. Because guess what? We're going to close the year out for Into the Deep that night. And then we're going to come back on January 9th and just do what God has for us to do. Amen. So I wanted to say thank y'all for tuning in. I want to thank Priest Excel for being our guest and bringing forth his, forth his knowledge and revelation. I just want to thank him again. This is his second time. Amen. More to come. Amen. Thank God. Listen, if you would like to hear more from Into the Deep, yes, we're on Facebook, but we're also on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. So go check us out. Go tune in. Go watch previous shows. Because listen, God was moving in those shows too as well. <laughs> go like it. Go comment. Go rate us. So when you comment and rate a show, right, it, it pushes that show for others can also see it. So by your comment, by your ratings, you're you're getting it pushed to someone else. You're being a witness for someone else. Amen. Glory be to God. I just want to thank y'all again, and I hope that y'all will return next week for what God is doing on Into the Deep. Amen. And I want to thank y'all again. Good night. God bless. Preach! Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's okay when we're talking about killing each other. It's okay when we're talking about disrespecting our women. It's okay. But when we start doing some positive rap, don't nobody want to produce that. Show love and will show love. That's all that we gon' do anyway. Yeah, we annoy me anyway. So I won't